Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word Prayer. My name is Tom Short and I'm so glad to have you along. It's going to be a good day, a good message today. I'm quite excited about it. And if you're new, welcome. We're glad to have you here and we hope that this time will help transform your life as the Word of God always does. We've been talking about raising children, educating children. Yesterday we saw whose responsibility is it. It does. It's not the responsibility of the state. Do not be passive about this. Do not be, do not surrender this responsibility of raising your children and educating and training your children. Don't just hand it over to the state. For that matter, don't just hand it over to the church either, to the youth group leader or whatever. This is your responsibility. Your children, they're going to be with you or you're going to be with them the rest of your life, Lord willing. That teacher is not going to be, that that youth worker is not going to be, you're going to be. It's your responsibility. You will reap the benefits of it, and of course you will reap the consequences if that would be the case, if you neglect. So it's it's interesting when I think of this area of raising children, and I look back at Roz and R's, my experience. We grew up in the time when when Christian radio was filled with with advice on how to raise children. We appreciate so much the work of Dr. James Dobson, Focus on the Family, and how regularly they would have on people who were excelling, just average people who excelled in areas particularly of raising children, child discipline, child education. We'd hear stories about how they take them here, all these field trips and all this, and creative uh, um, teaching and education, it would be pretty easy to feel like we're not experts like that. We don't, we don't know all that stuff. We don't know how to do all that stuff. We'd learn and we'd pick up it. It was pretty easy to feel inadequate and like we don't measure up compared with these people. And yet by the grace of God, we did a pretty good job and I think the reason we did a pretty good job were some simple biblical principles. And I want to share this. So this, this applies to you today, no matter what educational route you're going with your children, whether you're homeschooling them, whether they're in a private school, a Christian school, whether, whether they're in a public school, or some total other option that maybe I don't know about. Whatever would be the case— these principles apply to you. Let's get into it and see some of these verses. Number one, in Proverbs, if you read the book of Proverbs, what stands out to me is how much the father was involved with his son and how he spoke to his son. Look at some of these verses. Hear, O sons, the instruction of a father, and give attention to you that you may gain understanding. Let me comment on this real quickly. He's speaking this to a son. When I read this, I take it personally. I think of it as like he's speaking to me, and I'm reading it. But these were actual words that he spoke to his actual son. Can you imagine talking like this to your son? Can you imagine talking like this to your grandchildren? Can you, you, would you use this straightforward language? Let's read. Here, O sons, the instruction of a father and give attention that you may gain understanding. For I give, this is a confident man speaking. 
This in a time when in our culture we're thinking old people, you know, we've we've all been affected by this idea of people over 30, you can't trust them. And old people, what do they know? And the Mark Twain statement, you've probably heard it. You know, when I was a teenager, I couldn't believe how stupid my dad was. By the time I got into my 20s, I couldn't believe how much he'd learned. We all they, we deal with this idea that old people, older people, parents don't have much to say. We've many of us have bought into, whether knowingly or not, the idea that our kids are tech savvy. We're not. They know how to do things with those gadgets. They're smarter than us. We don't understand how to do this. The world's changing so fast, and our kids are adapting. It's easy to think, you know, they're smarter than us. And maybe in how to program a gadget, they might be. But this father was speaking of wisdom, and he was speaking confidently to his son, and he was, and he was, he was speaking with courage and authority, telling him to listen. And in a culture that tells older people, "You're washed up, you're past, be quiet, let the experts handle it, let the expert counselors handle it, let the expert teachers handle it," you just kind of feed them, clothe them, and shelter them, we'll raise them. Look at how this father spoke to his son. I give you sound teaching. Do not abandon my instruction. Say these words to your kids. When I was a son to my father, tender and the only son in the sight of my mother, then he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words. Sorry for the typo there. Let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Dads, use this terminology with your kids. Use this terminology with your grandkids. Speak this way to them. Keep my commandments and live. Do the things I'm telling you. You'll you'll be to your advantage. Gain and learn from my wisdom. Doesn't hurt to speak confidently and say, listen, I was young once. I've gone through life. I'm here to help guide you. In in continuing Proverbs, my hear my son and accept my sayings in verse 10. Verse 20, my son, give attention to my words. Chapter 5, verse 1, my son, give attention to my wisdom. This goes on and on where he just continues to urge his son and speak straightforwardly. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm telling you. I'm giving you sound wisdom. Now, I don't think he only told him this when his son was getting in trouble. Lots of times in our parenting, that's the only time we really instruct our kids is when we're trying to get them out of trouble or they've made a big mistake and we're trying to correct them. That is a time to talk to your children, by the way. That is a time that we need to correct them because we don't just let them go their way. I know that that is a mark of, of much parenting in the in the late 20th century of America is to just assume that kids are essentially good, so you let them go their way and figure it out on their own. Again, this springs from secular humanism, the innate goodness of man, of humans, where Scripture tells us foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, and it's up to a parent to train and teach them and drive out that foolishness, shall we say. But here we have, uh, here we have this, this proactive parenting and we need to be this way, and always, not just when they're in trouble, but all the time, teaching them. One thing as a grandparent, Roz and I have talked about this, I've been quite impressed with my grandchildren 
And it struck me that when they come out of the womb, their brain is a complete uh, empty slate. Is that the word? I want? It's it's open. They're see like they're seeing people for the first time. They're seeing human faces for the first time. They're learning words for the first time. They're being imprinted by their parents. Now, what do you want to imprint them with? What do you want to teach them? What do you want the first things they learn to be? Surely, surely they'll learn to talk and to count, and they learn their colors, and they learn the nose and eyes and ears and you know mouth, things like this. These are all important things to teach them, obviously. But, oh, my goodness, parents, grandparents, consider the education of your children is starting already. It's not. It doesn't start at kindergarten or first grade or something like this. It's starting the moment they're out of the womb. In some cases, maybe even earlier, you can sing to them. This is when you're educating. Think of education as something more than just something formal. When they sit down, they learn the basic academic subjects. They're learning from the point of birth. Parents, you teach them one of the most difficult things they will ever learn. I know a lot of parents think they're inadequate to teach their children. But you teach them one of the most difficult things they'll ever learn, and that's a language. You teach them how to talk. That's tough. That's hard. That's one of the most the hardest things they will ever learn. And that's your you parents, you're the ones who teach them that. Well, when do we teach? When do we teach? We saw this yesterday, but look at this in from Deuteronomy 6. These words which I am commanding you shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit down, when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. These are some times with us. I mentioned we just did some simple things. And in our case, <clears throat> we weren't, I, I don't know that we were just like super experts. Like the, We were never invited to come on Focus on the Family and tell our story. But we did simple things. We ate meals together. I hope you're doing that. <clears throat> A lot of families don't do that anymore. They're too rushed. They're too busy. It's too fast. Their meals are rushed. They got to get them over with. They're just getting something in their belly, and then everybody's off, or they're distracted, or they're on their, they're reading their, they're on their phones and devices while they're having dinner together, or the TV's on in the background. <clears throat> My friends, we simply did this. We had a meal together pretty much every day, and we didn't have the TV on and we didn't have devices. We talked to one another. Ronald Reagan said all true change begins at the dinner table. And how true. You want, to, you want to teach your children? Come to the dinner table and talk with one another. Now, true confession. I was never good at leading family devotions. I always found it difficult, frustrating. It never kind of went the way I hoped. And so I wasn't real faithful with family devotions. However, we talked about the Word and about life and about God and about the the world we live in and their friends. We talked about those type things, and it always happened. Our family devotions were not formal per se, but we certainly talked about the Word, and we certainly talked about how it is part of our lives quite often. Figure out what works for you. If you're good at the discipline of, of a family devotion, go for it. If you're frustrated with it, maybe you should stick with it longer than I did. Maybe that would have developed as a better habit in our family. One thing we did do, 
We talked about God. We talked about the Word. Our parent, our children saw this as part of their parents' life. We, my wife, consistently, faithfully, when she put the kids to bed when they were young, would read from the Bible to them and pray with them, and sometimes sing with them. This was so important. Make this a habit. Meal time and bedtime. When you sit down, when you lie down, when you get up, when you walk about. Another time, whenever we're in the car, oftentimes, sometimes we'd have the radio on, sometimes we'd have some music on or talk radio, but often we would turn the radio off and would talk. For sure, when our kids started going to school, uh, we would, on the way, we would drive them there. They could have taken the bus, but we'd drive them there, and we'd see that as a time to pray, talk with them. On the way in, talk about the day and pray. On the way home, talk about what they'd learned that day in school and what had gone on that day. We did it when we walked about or rode about. My friends, education is a consistent thing. It is hard work, but it's not, it, it's not that difficult. People have been doing it for centuries, for millennia, educating their children. What I want to stress today, take advantage of every opportunity to talk to your kids. Take advantage to teach them God's word. These words which God commands us shall be on our heart. And then the man speaks from what fills his heart, Jesus said. Let God's word fill your heart, like we're doing here today, like we're doing right now. We're getting in the word of God. Let that fill your heart, and then let it spill over in talking with your children, your grandchildren, your spouse, with everybody. Let it spill over. It's really kind of simple. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be, you know, a wonderful communicator. You have to love God and love people and let his word just spill out of your heart. It's pretty simple. Hard work, yes. Dare I add also, though, if you fail to do it, life can be even harder. Children are meant to be a blessing. If you do just a few things right, they will be a blessing even to into your old age. If you don't, you're going to have some harder work on your hands ahead of time. Never give up. Never give up on your children. It's just going to be harder later on if you don't do it when they're young. Father in heaven, we bless you today. We thank you for the children you've entrusted to us. I pray that we would be educating them, training them, teaching them from the moment they're born, even before. We'd be imprinting them with the word of God. We'd be talking to them of your word when we sit down, when we rise up, when we lie down, when we walk about. In every aspect of life, your word would be on our heart and it would fill our mouth and we would be proactive and intentional in teaching our children. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be faithful. I know sometimes they resist us. Sometimes they roll their eyes. Sometimes they act like they've heard it before. Sometimes they even argue back. Oh, God, give us parents and grandparents. Give us persistence, perseverance. Encourage us. Help us, Lord, never give up on our children. Help us to keep giving them your word, your truth. Help us, Lord, as they get older, if they're resisting, to be wise in how we do it, but courageous to figure out ways to say what they need to hear and, and to continue to urge them in the right path. We pray for this for our children. We pray for any of our wayward children, Lord. Oh, God, thank you. You don't give up on them. They're still breathing. We're still breathing. There's still hope. There's still chance. There's still opportunity. We pray for those children. We don't give up on them, Lord. You haven't. 
how we pray, bring them to yourself, reconcile them to you, help them, Father, to come to their senses as did the prodigal son. I pray, Lord, for the young children. Oh, Lord, the, the first things we're imprinting them with, the first words they hear, the first things they memorize, the first songs they memorize, the first, the first words they are saying. Lord, might they learn Bible verses? Might they learn the Scripture? Might they learn the words of God, the promises of God? Oh, Lord, help us to, these children you've entrusted us with, don't let us just hand them over to the world and let the world entertain them and let the world capture them with its music, its education, its values. Lord, help us to give this gift to our own children, the gift of the knowledge of God. Oh, we pray for this. Help us, Lord. Forgive us for our past failures. Lord, help us to move forward in this, in strength and confidence. Help us to have the courage to tell our children, listen to me. I'm giving you sound wisdom. Those teachers, they don't love you the way I do. They're not going to be with you the way I'm going to be with you the rest of your life. They're not invested in you the way I'm invested in you. Listen to what I say. Give us this courage, we pray, and this confidence. We ask it. Fill us with your spirit today, Lord. Give us your joy, your encouragement. Thank you for the journey we're each on and that you're walking with us and leading us into your victories. We praise you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Wow, I love this message. I love God's word. I'm so glad you're with me today. If this is your first time, welcome. Come back every day. If this has been, if you're still with me now, you've been benefiting and growing. You know, we all, I offer this every single day. Would you get into the word of God with us? Either live here at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time or later in the day, you can listen. You can listen to the podcast uh, uh, on Apple, Spotify, Google, or you can watch the YouTube later. But build it into your life. Make it a habit. Get strong in the Lord. Scripture says that when we, when the Word of God abides in us, we'll be strong and we'll overcome the evil one. He is our enemy. Be an overcomer. Feed yourself with the Word of God. Thanks for joining me. If you're new, hit that subscribe, notify, like, Share who you are, where you're from, introduce yourself, join our community, share this with your friends. So until we meet tomorrow, might God strengthen you, give you encouragement, give you confidence, fill you with the love of God, faith. Remember, God's not done with us. He's not done with your kids. Keep believing, keep trusting, be strong, be filled with the joy of the Lord. God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.